Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us rise up. I want us to sing this song. Be magnified. O Lord, be magnified. Take all the glory and all the honor. Take all adoration. Thank you for the love that you poured on us. Thank you, Father, O Lord, for the gift of Jesus Christ to us. Thank you for working with us every day to make sure that gift materializes and endures to the end. Thank you, Father. King of glory, we bless you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please let us be seated. There is something I want to beg all of us this morning. And that is, we should take our salvation very seriously. Our salvation 
is very, very serious. The Bible says if we gain the whole world and lose our soul, what can we use to replace our soul? That is to say, there is nothing, there is nothing that can replace our salvation. There is nothing that can replace our souls. There are so many replacements that is being done today. Transplant this, transplant that. But I'm telling you, there is no transplant for soul when it has been lost. So above all things, and that is the most important thing that God cares about in our lives, because it is the ultimate. If you are going to have any gain, you are going to be blessed, or you are going to, be, you are going to have a crown when you get to heaven, you must first of all get there. Without being there, none of these things can happen because it cannot happen in the absence of your soul. So your soul is very, very important. Therefore, I beg you again. I beg you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I beg you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I beg you again that you be very serious about your soul. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing, the Bible has told us clearly, there is nothing that can replace our soul. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The doctors will say symptoms. They will say symptoms. These symptoms we are getting, it shows that you are either affected with this, or you are developing this, or you are developing that. But in Christendom, we have things that showed us, that tells us the states of our soul. You see, this soul we are talking about has the state God wants it to be continually. And that state is being right with God. Praise the Lord. Being right with God. That is why we, uh, we titled this message today, Backsliders Restoration, or Backsliders, amen, Backsliders Restoration. The main reason for revival is to make sure that we are out of our backsliding states. We are out of our backleading state. That is the main reason of our revival. And that is why God is interested in reviving us, in making sure we don't continue or remain in that backsliding state. Backsliders restoration or backsliders revival. Praise the Lord. The main reason for revival is to restore us back to our former state, the state God delighted in it. 
Revival is very important to us that have enjoyed a particular state of spirituality, and today it is no more the same. Revival is important to those of us who has had one victory, spiritual victory or the other, and today we are no longer sure. Revival is important for those of us who have departed from our first love. Revival is important for those of us who can be sure, who can be very sure of our heaven before, but today we are afraid to die. Because if we are very sure of our heaven, we will not be afraid to die. Death will not be able to threaten us because we know where we are going. We are no more sure because of our present state. So we need revival. God needs to intervene. God needs to help us. Praise the Lord. When a child is not doing well in school, you see the parents putting her or him in one lesson or the other, you know, tuition, helping one way or the other, looking for way, uh, the area where he or she is weak, how he or she can be supported. That is exactly what our soul requires when we find ourselves in the following states. Most of the time, we see ourselves as our prayers are no longer being answered. Sometimes it is answered, but our desires are now very far from God. So we see our prayers not being answered. We are now afraid of those things we were not afraid of before. Let us open our Bible to Psalm 79. Psalm 79, verse 9, says, The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bulls, turned their back in the days of battle. Why? Because, that is in verse 10, because they did not obey the voice of their Lord, their God. When we now easily fall into sin without much resistance, before, taking bride used to be an abomination to you, but today you are the one that is even looking and you are the one that is even asking for it. You are in a state that you need to be revived. Our prayer fire are either burning very low or is totally extinguished. You used to pray as many times as possible before. You used to pray without ceasing. You are never tired of prayer. But today, instead of praying, you are full of complaints, and you are full of excuses. We need revival. We now want breakthrough at all means, to be rich at all means, no longer being satisfied with the level God has given to us. We want to do anything to achieve that goal, whether it is godly or not. We need revival. Praise the Lord. 
Let us open our Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and snare, and into many foolish and harmful laws, which draw men in destruction and perdition. Praise the Lord. We need revival. We are now pleased to look like the world. The world is now our model. The Bible is no longer our model. The men of God, the men of old that sacrificed themselves to the gospel are no longer our model. We are beginning to choose model after the pattern of the world. It is what the world is pursuing that we are now pursuing. And this is not how we were before. We need revival. Praise the Lord. We are no longer incited in the things of God. We are now being forced. The things that we do freely, longingly before, now we are now being forced to do those things. We need revival. You are no longer committed as before. Instead, we give excuses like, I am tired. I have worked all day. Giving all type of excuses. This is not just because, this is just because we are no longer in the state that we should be. Praise the Lord. And all these things are very subtle. They don't come in such a way that you can easily know that this thing that is happening to me is going to kill me. They don't come like that. They come subtly. You know, they come subtly. They come as if they are your friends, but they are not. That is why the Bible always tells us to examine ourselves if we are still in faith. Examination. We go for medical checkup to see the state of our organs and our systems. But the Bible enjoins us, more than going for that, you should daily examine yourself if you are still in the faith. Let somebody shout hallelujah. All these, all these I have mentioned, they boil down, they are being generated by some few things I have put down here. They are being generated, all the above can be, res- can be a result of all or one of the following that I'm about to mention. Unbelief and faulty foundation. Unbelief and faulty foundation. When we have a foundation that is not sure, so many preachers today, they are only interested in making Jesus acceptable by the people but not making the people to accept Jesus. Praise the Lord. So they are told all sorts of things. They are cajoled. They are lured. And when they come into the faith and they see the reality, they should turn to be offended. They should turn to say, no, this is not what you told me. They should turn to see it from a different perspective because of their wrong foundation. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Hebrew chapter, in Hebrew chapter 3, verse 15, why it is said, today you will hear the voice. You will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation. Praise the Lord. When you refuse to allow the word of God to convince you when it is required, I want to let you know today, if the word of God cannot make changes in your life, then there is nothing God can do. If the word of God cannot make your, cannot change you, then there is nothing God can do. So each time you hear the word of God, and the word of God is pointing to a particular aspect of your life, please take notes and do something immediately about it. Don't say this word is not for me. Don't say this word is not for me. Don't say I don't believe in it. Like I was telling, talking to someone, he said, I don't believe in it. If this is the word of God, and you believe this, and you don't believe the, the other one, I will just tell you, you don't believe the word at all. Praise the Lord. You cannot be selective about the word of God. You must believe everything that, that comes from the mouth of God. For the time will come, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they will heave preachers to themselves, having itching ears. That is gotten from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. People will not start going to have to listen to the preachers they want to listen to, not the one that will tell them to repent. Not the one that will tell them sin will lead to hell, but the one that will always tell them about what the goodness of God is. It is true, but I want you to tell you half-truth is not a truth. Praise the Lord. It has to be balanced. It has to be holistic. It has to come the way God wants us to see it. If there is anything God emphasizes, in the Bible, he says the kingdom of God. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and every other thing shall be what? Added unto it. So if you keep listening to the other things that will be added unto it, and you keep being carried away by the other things that will be added unto it, and the kingdom is left out, it is not complete. Praise the Lord. It has to go together for it to fulfill what God has proposed for it. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Another reason why all these things come our way is because of the love for the world. We are beginning to love the world than how it is supposed to be. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, it was recorded that Timothy Demas has forsaken me, having loved the present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians of Galatia, 
Titus unto Damasia. Because of the love of the world, so many people have departed from the truth. Have departed from the truth. We have begun to pursue so many things that are not important. We have made those things that are the addition to be the main things that we are pursuing. The love of the world. The love of the world. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We must be full. We must let the word of God that we listen to every now and then make impact in our lives. Make impact in our lives. If you are putting water on your flower and the flower is not doing well, you keep putting water and the flower is not doing well, you will know it's either the water is not the water you should put there, or the flower is resistant to what? To that water. Praise the Lord. If you keep hearing the word of God and it does not have impact in your life, you are becoming what? A resistant to the word of God. May God forbid in Jesus' name. Let the word of God be impactful. Not only to hear the word and be excited. Not only to hear the word and, and, and regret at that moment. The word should have impact. When the word comes, there is an adjustment that is expected from you. That adjustment you must accomplish. That adjustment you must do. Nobody will do it for you. You have to do that adjustment by yourself. Praise the Lord. It is when this gathers, this, the word of God comes, you adjust. The word of God comes, you adjust. The word of God comes, you adjust. At a time, you are in a state where every word of God will meet you in the right place because you have done all the adjustments necessary for your life. At time, at first, it might be difficult. You, there might be some struggling. But the Bible says, he will not leave us until the day shall come. He will continue to do what? To help us. He will continue to assist us. He will continue to give us the power that will give us the right end that we are looking on to. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We can put this down. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7. Let us be rooted and be rooted and be established in faith. Praise the Lord. Abiding journey with thanksgiving. Built and rooted in faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. If you continue, continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under the heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Be rooted, be rooted, be founded in the word of God. Let the word of God be so rich in you that you will be very stable and nothing will move you. Praise the Lord. 
the word of God can make you an immovable rock. Because why? The wind will not be able to withstand you. The wind will not be able to move you because you have solidified your feet. You have solidified your state with the word of God. Praise the Lord. Another thing that pushes to all these symptoms is disobedience. Disobedience. I remember when we were having our school of uh, discipleship class first, uh, uh, the beginner's class, we define sin as disobedience. For those of us who are supposed to be in that class, that are not there, you are missing a lot. So when the ninth class starts, please make sure you are the first person to register so that you will understand and you will be grounded in the rudiment of the gospel. Praise the Lord. It was defined that the whole scene is centered into what? Disobedience. If you leave everything and say, okay, now, all that I will do, that all that I need to do is to just make sure I obey God. You will discover that no sin will be impactful in your life. Because it's all born to disobedience. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God can do nothing without his word. In Psalm 107, verse 20, Psalm 107, verse 20, Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. If the word of God cannot change you, then you will remain in your present situation. It is the word of God that goes forth before any action of God. If God sends a word, and that word, you need to do something by the instruction of that word, and you refuse to do what you are supposed to do, what that word is sent to do in your life, the word will not do it. Because the word has been sent. Take it. Use it. Digest it. Do what the word has said before you start to expect the manifestation. So if we decide and we say, the word of God I hear, the word of God I listen to, every time I will obey, I will do exactly according to the word of God. I want to tell you today that you should congratulate yourself. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The children of Ephraim, they were supposed to face their enemy squarely in Psalm 78, verse 9. They are supposed to face their enemy squarely. If you see any, any man turning his back to his enemy, that man is already defeated. Let somebody shout hallelujah. We will all rise up now and we will sing this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to 
determine how many times we will sing this song today. Amen. Amen. I can see almost everybody. If your uh, if your if your the way you are sitting tells me you are sleeping, we will stand up again and we will praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Let somebody shout hallelujah. If we disobey the word of God, there is no way that word can have impact in our lives. There is no way that word can deliver unto us. So, as a child of God today, make it a point of duty that you will live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. A very popular verse is, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments. He didn't say, he didn't say, if thou will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. He went to say, if you will observe to do all his commandments which he has commanded thee. There is your own part of the world. That is why some people today, they will tell you, I have claimed these promises, I have claimed that, I have claimed this, it is not working. It is because your own part, you are not doing it. Your own part of the world, you must do it. And that is when the, the world will deliver Unto you. Praise the Lord. Another thing that causes backsliding is temptation. Is temptation. The Bible says we build this lust. We continue to build it until it becomes a lust. So we are not tempted by God, but we are tempted by what? By our own lust. So temptation can bring backsliding can take us away from the state that we are in. Praise the Lord. 
Luke chapter 18, verse 13 says, Luke 18, 13. It says, it's talking about the seed that falls on the rock. The seed that falls on the rock. Which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root. That means they did not put the word into practice. They did not put the word into practice. They are not familiar with the word. So whenever there is any shaking, it will fall away. And they will be carried away by the temptation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When we are no longer, when we have this confidence in ourselves, I can do it by myself. I have done it before. This is the way they do it. Let me follow the way they do it. Without considering God, then there is tendency that we might fall. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not, lean not unto thy own understanding. Praise the Lord. You see, one thing I want us to understand also to this afternoon is that God has not created us to be sufficient by ourselves. Praise the Lord. When a car manufacturer manufactures a car, he does not manufacture the source of the energy with the car. He expects you to either procure lithium battery if it is an electric car, or you always go to a fuel station to fill the car. So if you have exhausted the, 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 the fuel that came with the car when you bought it, and you are now going to complain, why is my car not working? You are supposed to fill that car with fuel. Praise the Lord. You are supposed to fill that car with fuel. God has not created us to be sufficient by ourselves. Our sufficiency is in what? It's in him. That is how he has created us. So anytime you see something that is not complete about you, you are supposed to do what? Go back to God. And God will take care. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. When you know this, that your sufficiency is not for your, is not in yourself alone, but it is in the Lord, you will not see anything as too much a surprise. Praise the Lord. You will not see so many things as so much a trouble. Because we are not looking. We are not seeing those things with the eye of God. We are seeing them with our eyes. And that is why they are trouble. Amen. Our sufficiency is of the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 31 says, The horse is prepared against the battle, against the day of the battle, but safety is of the Lord. That is God's part. And we must always note that that God's part is very important. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And we also come to this part also that says ignorance of the world 
We have been talking about the word. Ignorant of the word. Not knowing what God says. Not knowing the mind of God concerning a thing. That can also draw us back from the state that we should be. We must know. Find out. I was telling some people, read the Bible as if you are looking for a treasure. Whenever you are studying the Bible, read it as if there is something hidden there that you have to know. You read it first time and you didn't find it, read it again until you find that treasure that is in the world. Praise the Lord. Like I used to tell my children that whatever you do today is in a storehouse. And when you will need them, it is the number of things that you store there that you will get. Praise the Lord. Nobody will help you. It is what you put there that you, be, you have access to. So when you get these treasures from the world, those are the words that can actually minister to you. The word of God you don't know cannot minister to you. Praise the Lord. If the Lord speaks and you don't know who is speaking and you don't know the word, you will not know. Some people will say, I had a voice and I had the voice of someone speaking. If the word that is being spoken and you can recognize that this is the word of God, you don't need to look for who is speaking you will exactly know that this word is coming from the throne of grace. Praise the Lord. So read the word as if you are looking for a treasure. Each time you open the word until you find at least one, don't stop. Don't stop. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I want us to understand, when there is breakdown of spiritual discipline, there is tendency to backslide. You have been praying before, praying very well before. Now it is difficult for you to pray. Before you can fast, you can fast for days, but for hours now, you cannot fast. You prefer to break your fast by 10 a.m. in the morning. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I know some of us are laughing, but there is someone that I once talked with, not here in Nigeria, and he said, you see, I can't fast more than 10 o'clock in the morning. I was surprised. Because even the day that I'm not fasting, sometimes by 10 o'clock, I'm not eating my breakfast. And this person is saying she cannot fast more than 10 o'clock in the morning. Then I was not looking for alternatives. Because the only way I know then is to pray and fast. And what I was expecting to tell the woman, you have to fast, you have to pray. And she's telling me, she cannot fast in more than 10 o'clock. Some of us, we are prayer warriors. Our altar of prayer is always fireful. But today, it is only glowing. Praise the Lord. If there are cockroaches and rats, they can, now, they can even now play around the fire because the fire is no longer effective. We have to be spiritually disciplined if we want to keep our state with the Lord, let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, 41. Say, watch and pray 
that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. You don't want to enter into temptation. You want to remain in that state that God wants you to be. Then you must be spiritually disciplined. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible also makes us to understand that these things cannot go except by what? By prayer and fasting. There are certain things that cannot happen except by prayer and fasting. So if you are the type that you cannot fast, pray to God to enable you. Praise the Lord. Even some people that are able to fast, sometimes it is difficult because at that time they are in their very low state. But when they pray, they are renewed. They are revived. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. In Mark 13, verse 33, Mark 13, 33, he said, Take ye heed, watch, for you know not when the time is. Take ye heed. You see, if someone that is praying is to be tempted, surely that person will be victorious. The person will come out victorious. But if the one that is not praying is to be tempted, the person is already tempted. It's the person is already on the ground. So how can he resist the temptation when he's already tempted? Praise the Lord. So we must watch and pray. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be watchful, be prayerful. Praise the Lord. It is only in prayers that you can be watchful. It is only in prayers that you can be watchful. If Jesus, our Lord, we pray, we pray because of what is coming ahead of him, how much shall we be able to survive if we don't pray? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So we must be prayerful to be able to keep our state in the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Persecution. Persecution at times make us to be, you know, to be angry. How do I say? We begin to question. We begin to take offense because of persecution. Oh, I'm the only one before you. Every other one has deserted you. I'm the only one standing before you. Like Elijah said, and God told him, I have 100. I have 100 that have not bowed. I have 100 that are still with me. You are not the only one. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. The enemy will make you to see that problem as you are the only one in it. God is not with you. 
You better do something before it is too late. That is when you should lift up your head unto the hills and cry, where does my help come from? My head cometh from the Lord. The moment you look up, the devil will flee. Because why? Where you are looking is higher than him. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let somebody see, I will look higher. I will look higher. In the name of Jesus. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Some other things to contribute to... Uh, to this backsliding, being fearful. Being fearful. God has told us that those who are even fearful, they will find themselves where? In the lake of fire. False conversion. You know, the way we were brought into Christ. Sometimes it happens like that. It, there is hope for the backslider. Praise the Lord. David is a classical example of a backslider's hope. In Psalm 51, David made himself known unto God, cleared himself with God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He cleared himself with God, made God to understand, yet of a truth, I have what? I have seen. Let us open our Bible to Psalm 51. Psalm chapter 51. Please, someone can assist in reading from um, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is a classical example of a believer that was restored. Praise the Lord. But if we follow you know, the steps of David's restoration, we will first of all know that what David did was to repent. What David did was to repent. All we have read in Psalm 51, from verses 1 to 7, we can understand that David was telling God to forgive, that was telling God to remove his sin. He said in verse 1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercy. Blot out my transgression. Blot out my transgression. He understands that the reason why he is suffering 
The reason why it's in that state is because of sin. It's because he is not right with God. Praise the Lord. And that is the first thing to do, to be restored. The Bible says we should know where we have fallen. Where we have fallen. Praise the Lord. We should know those things that is not according to the will of God that we have taken to heart. We have to drop them. Praise the Lord. We have to drop them. There is no two ways about it. We have to drop them. David prayed and God forgive him. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, he says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to clean us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we have him a liar, and his word is not in us. It is declared, if we confess our sin, if we repent of our sin, then we will be delivered from the backsliding state. Praise the Lord. We have to forsake sin. We have to turn our back to the direction of sin. We cannot be walking in the same direction with sin. We have to turn our back. We have to turn. Praise the Lord. It is not something that we have to be gradual about. Like a man of God will say, there are so many things you do not need to negotiate with your body when you are taking the decision. You cannot negotiate with your body. How does my body feel in this thing I want to do? How do I feel in this thing that I'm about to do? There are so many things, and this is one of them. When you want to turn away from sin, don't negotiate with your body. Praise the Lord. Turn away from it and cry for help. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Accept God's forgiveness. If you have asked for forgiveness, believe that God has forgiven you and walk in such. Don't be entangled. Don't be entangled with unforgiveness. Don't be entangled with unforgiveness. Praise the Lord. We can put this down because of our time. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So, if you want to be healed, you want to be delivered from your backsliding states, you must separate yourself from everything that looks like unrighteousness. Everything that is an appearance of unrighteousness, you must separate yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Evil communication 
if your partner, the people you associate with, makes you to communicate, you know, in such a way that it brings in, separate yourself from them. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, if your hand causes you to sin, what does it say? Cut it off. Talk less of someone that you can just easily avoid. Avoid the person and keep your salvation intact. Establish godly discipline. Things that will increase your spiritual awareness, your spiritual exercise, coming to church regularly, fellowshipping with the children of God. These things are spiritual exercise that will grow your spiritual muscle. Walk free. Walk free from condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. And they continue steadfastly in apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking the bread and in prayers. Praise the Lord. Establish what? Godly relationship. Establish godly relationship. Praise the Lord. That is where you should be found. In where God is found. That is where you should be found. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They continue steadfastly in apostles' doctrine. In apostles' doctrine, they continue steadfastly. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Establish godly discipline. Be prayerful. Okay? Be prayerful. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And don't give up. Praise the Lord. Don't give up. You are fighting a particular way of life because you know that thing is leading, to, leading you to hell. Don't give up. The Lord is with you. Victory is at hand in the name of Jesus. Don't give up. What does a restored backslider leave to gain? Praise the Lord. When you are restored, the Lord is pleased with you. The Bible says God is not pleased. Okay? In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 23, it says, Have I pleasure at all that the wicked should die, said the Lord, and not that she should return from his ways? Praise the Lord. See, that is the, that is the will of God, that you should return. Don't begin to ask yourself, I have gone so far away from God. If I return, will he accept me? I have done so many evil before the Lord. If I return, will he accept me? Here is what he has said. That his delight is not in that way, but when you return and change your ways. Praise the Lord. When the Lord restores you, there will be healing, there will be love. All the blessings of God will follow you. Praise the Lord. In Hosea chapter 14, verse 4, it says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger is turned away from him. We can put this down. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Cares and instruction. God will begin to guide you. He will begin to instruct you. He will begin to tell you where to follow. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 13 says, Only acknowledge thy iniquity, thou that transgressed against the Lord thy God, 
and has scattered thy ways to the stranger under every green tree, over every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just acknowledge the Lord, and he will begin to guide you. Then your salvation is sure. Praise the Lord. If the Lord restores you from your backsliding state, your salvation is sure. James chapter 5, verse 19. I will stop here. James 5, 19 and 20. He says, He who covered is he who converted a sinner from his ways saves so from death. Praise the Lord. He who converted a sinner from his way saves souls from death. So what we are doing today is to help ourselves so that we will be converted from our ways. Praise the Lord. So that our souls will be saved from death. Let us rise up. Even as we bring the service to a close and as we think back over the last 45 minutes of the word of God that we have heard, I want us to ask ourselves some questions. Don't ask your neighbor that question. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, is your soul right with God? Is your soul right with God. Do you know where you are going? And I'm not talking about today. There are only two terminations. It's either hell or heaven. Do you know where you are going? Malachi chapter 3 verse 7 says this. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Talk to God right now. You just heard how to return to God. You just heard where we can go wrong. Are you living in faith or in unbelief? Do you love the world more than the word? Is obedience or disobedience your way of life? Are you a prey to daily temptations and lusts? Do you search the scriptures daily and diligently? Are you spiritually disciplined? Church, let's talk to God. We are talking to a prayer-listening God. We are talking to a prayer-answering God. But if you want God to listen to you, and if you want God to answer you, you have to ask. 
ask and it shall be given unto you. That is God's word. So if you aren't walking right with God, if you have backslidden, you need to get right with God. Otherwise, you and I are on, are on that slippery slope to hell. Church, let's get right with God. Because with God, there is always hope. Don't forsake that. Father, we just want to say thank you once again, Lord. For you have spoken to our inner person, Lord Father. Father God, you have touched us where we need touching, Lord Father. And where we have to change, Father God, give us that will, give us that determination, give us that desire to move forward with change, Lord Father. Not to be satisfied of where we are. Not to be satisfied with these filthy lives that we are living, Lord Father. But indeed to turn to you. Indeed to make a change in our lives, Lord Father. That we will walk right with you, Lord Father. We will not walk the way of this world, Lord Father, but we will walk the way of the word, Lord Father. Father God, we pray, Lord, that today you have spoken unto us, Lord. You have ministered unto us, Lord Father. Let the words which you have spoken to us, let them germinate in our hearts, Lord Father. And let there be an action on our side, Lord Father. Father God, I pray for every one of us gathered in this hall, Lord Father. That we will not take our lives casually, Lord Father. We will not take your word casually, Lord Father. And neither will we take our future casually, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, because we see time and again that you care for us. You still care for us, Lord. And Father God, we are grateful. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord Father. Pray, Lord, that your anointing will fill him the more, Lord Father. That he will bring us your word more powerfully, Lord Father. That we shall be blessed, Lord Father. Be with him and his family, Lord Father. Bless them and make them a blessing, Lord Father. Thank you, Father God, for every one of us gathered here. And I pray, Lord, that as we leave this hall, Lord Father, your words will continue to ring in our ears. We give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's have the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.